Welcome to the Case by Case Basis podcast, so we don't always agree with black people or white people, Democrats, Republicans, conservatives, liberals, gay and straight. We just take the information that we have been given, look at it, evaluate it, and make a decision on how we feel about it on a case by case basis, because that's what we think everyone should do. I just watched a documentary on the Supreme team. It was, uh, you know, executive, the executive producer was Nas. And they were talking about the, uh, the the drug organization from South Jamaica, Queens, you know, led by Kenneth Supreme McGriff and his nephew, uh, Gerald Prince Miller. You know, just I'm just going to call him Supreme and Prince because that's what we, you know, that's what everybody called them back in the day. Now, they lived in South Jamaica. I lived in Queens. Now, when they were really, really at their height, truthfully, I, I, I didn't hear about them. You know, I know other people heard about them in, in, in Far Rockaway because, you know, Far Rockaway, if you know where it's situated, is actually on at the end of Long Island. You have to go through Long Island if you don't want to go over a bridge to get from, uh, you know, where South Jamaica is to uh, Far Rockaway. So we were, we were pretty far away and there was no uh, social media or anything like that. But, you know, people will probably talk about them in passing. My brother probably heard about them because he heard about more things on the streets than I did. But I never, like, really heard about them and stuff like that until, you know, Officer Edward Byrne, which I'm going to get to, until he was killed. And then they started talking more about them on the news. And they was, actually, they were talking about Fat Cat Nichols and all of the uh, drug activity that was going on in South Jamaica. Now, as I was watching the documentary, you know, it initially... Uh, actually, I watched it uh, the first time last year and I just, you know, watched it straight through. And it just brought me back to a lot of watching like people like uh, like like T.I.'s son and uh, Michael Irvin's son and to see their draw to the streets because you still saw a lot of these guys were like, you know, fanning out when they were talking about Supreme and they were talking about Prince. You talking about these, these are older guys now, these guys are in their 50s. You know, still kind of talking about them at the beginning of the documentary. Like, yeah, you know, I remember, you know, yeah, you know, they, they had all the respect. They had all the girls who wanted to be them and this, that, and the other. And how a lot of people who was rapping and, and they started coming out with these rap songs, they were actually rapping about them, about things that they did and not actually what the rappers did. You know, they, they were rapping about their life. And, you know, it, it seems like they, they, they were kind of glorifying it again. So I'm so I thought to myself, I said, I thought to myself, I said, well, see, that's why these kids want to go back to that. And I had to kind of check myself and say, no, 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 just watch it again. Just watch it again. Just 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 see where this goes. And I'm glad I did. So I just kept watching. And, and you know, they, they they talked about, you know, how these guys weren't, weren't necessarily poor when they started. You know, that, that that's a narrative that a lot of people want to push. Oh, well, you know, they were in the streets and, and, and they didn't have any other alternative and things like that. Nah, you know, they kind of got regular jobs, nine to fives or whatever. I think their parents, uh, you know, were, 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 were uh, nine to five people and they were doing okay, doing okay because they owned their houses. You know, they, they uh, like I heard Prince say, yo, I had a private house. At a lawn, at a gate, you know. I mean, I wasn't living in the projects, you know, where, where I eventually began to sell drugs and stuff like that. So I was like, oh, okay. So you know, you basically did it just to, you know, to, to get further ahead. So as I watched uh, more, then I, it, it got to, uh, and like I said, uh, I don't know if I mentioned this. I, 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 I well, I did, but I, I had never heard of them. You know what I'm saying? I was always in Far Rockaway. But when I started hearing about them was when the officer 
got uh, killed, Officer Edward Byrne. Then all of a sudden, all all you heard was Fat Cat Nichols, Fat Cat Nichols, Fat Cat Nichols, Fat Cat Nichols. Then all you heard was uh, Supreme, 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 Supreme. And, you know, you started hearing Prince a little bit, but you really started hearing Supreme because people started talking about Supreme, Supreme, Supreme. And I remember that song, you know, the world famous Supreme Team show. And they mentioned that in the documentary as well. I was like, oh, okay, Supreme. Oh, they were singing about them. In, the, in, 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 in in a song, hey DJ, let's play that song and keep me dancing all night. You know, I was like, oh, okay. But as the documentary went on, and I just want to get on Edward Byrne. Once Edward Byrne got killed, then all bets were off when it came to the police. Officer, uh, Edward Byrne was a rookie police officer, and they shot him in front of an informant's house. You know, and you even heard Supreme on the documentary say, yo, I thought, yo, what, what are y'all doing? You know, no. Now everything is basically over. They didn't say use those words, but they knew. It's it. This is the beginning. That was the beginning of the end because then you started getting like uh, the TNT squad where they were just rolling up on people. I mean, they just ran amok in the black community, right? So as the documentary went on, you know, I was saying, I was like, man, you guys are still like, you know. Talking about these people like y'all fans and stuff like that. But going towards the end, and this is the way documentaries go. You know, I uh, I heard uh, Prince say, look, check it out. Yeah. You know, we we got money and yeah, the organization was making approximately, uh, according to reports. He, he didn't use these, these, these numbers, but I'm going to use them. You know, the reports were saying they were making $200,000 a day. Uh, the organization was, I mean, and they, they just had it, put it that way. But I want everybody to think about this. When you start, when you guys start trying to run back to the hood and live that life. I believe they saw, they said the organization started, I believe somewhere between 82 and 83. Prince got locked up in 90. He's still there. So you're going to trade seven or eight years of your life for 33. He's still there. He's trying to get out right now on the first step back. Supreme went to jail. He got out. And, you know, then there were allegations with him and 50 Cent and E-Money Bags and stuff like that, which I'm not going to get into. Those are just, yo, I don't know nothing about that. I'm just going to say, I, don't, I, sh- I shouldn't even mention it. Put it this way. Other things happened, and then he landed back in jail for life. Put it that way. I'm not going to get too too deep into that. But now he's got life. So even when he got out, the things that he did between what, 83 and 90, or whenever he first went to jail, followed him. And then he became this huge target that law enforcement had to say, no, we got to put him away. So now he got life. So you're going to trade seven to 10 years of your life tops. And if you're not dead, you're going to be in jail for over half your life, you know, just to get and live that life for uh, the seven to 10 years. That's a bad trade off, y'all. So while all of y'all are talking about, you know, we're going to have this rush back to the streets and you know what, we're not going to appreciate like, uh, like, uh, uh, T.I.'s son talking about, yeah, you know, I, yeah, you put me out there. I stand on mine. I stand on mine. Nah, dope. <laughs> These are the guys who reportedly made it. 
you know, they were the biggest people who made it. Your father made it legitimately. You don't have to worry about cops chasing you for things that are legit. You know, you're going to have some 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 cops out there that's going to get angry because they making starting at fifty, sixty thousand dollars a year. And you can buy a car that costs two, three times their salary because your dad already made it. And let's call it spade a spade. You black in America. So they don't want to see anybody black in America buying cars. That's two, three times their their yearly salary and just driving around, especially legitimately. They're going to try to put something on you already. So then you're going to put out these lyrics that's going to try that, that, that that's going to portray you doing something illegal to get it. How crazy is that? One of the things Supreme said at the end of the documentary was he was so true. He was like, a lot of times, you know, we take shortcuts and the shortcut, the shortcut becomes the long way. Because you're doing something to try that you're going to take a shortcut to get to something that's going to cost you in the long run, even a longer amount of time. Like I said, they were at it for what, seven, eight years and Prince got 30. Prince, Prince been locked up for 33. Really? If he had little kids by then, these are not grown people now. I believe he had children, you know, by then. These are grown, grown people. These are people that, 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 that's pushing 40 now. And he's been locked up virtually their whole life. Really. This is what they did. Now, look. I have respect for them at the end. I have respect for them, and this is why. They stood on it. These guys were not blaming anybody. You know, yeah, at the beginning, they were saying, yeah, you know, they, 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 we were dealt a certain hand, uh, you know, in the black community and things like that. But they were like, you know what? Nah. Nobody else put us in this situation but us. They stood on it. This, this is what we did, and these were the consequences. Period. You got a lot of people today... A lot of these young people today, they want to blame this. They want to blame that. They want to blame this. And yeah, we know all those things are out there. We know. I'm not going to go too too deep into that. But y'all know what I'm talking about. Yeah, being black in America, I mean, even to this day, 2023, people just don't like you, especially especially don't want you to, to have anything. But to have it and then flaunt it, Oh my goodness. To let everybody know you got it. Oh, that's just a slap in the face. We noticed this, this system wasn't really built for us. Heck, when they built, when, when the country started, we, we weren't even full humans. So now that not only be full humans now, but now we can do things that people want, want us to be so happy about, like vote. Oh, we can vote. Really? Is that what we're supposed to be happy about? And not only can we vote, we can actually do things to make money legitimately. Oh, my God, no. What? Y'all want to be rich too? Oh, and then you want to tell everybody that you're rich? Oh, yeah, they're going to try to take you down for that. But imagine if you were doing the things that they were doing. Now they have license to lock you up. Now they have license to try to take you out. So when y'all try to rush back 
to what your to what your parents had already been through. See, T.I. had to go through that. He chose rapping to get himself out of that. Michael Irvin had to go through that. He made himself one of the best football players in the world to, to, to get out of that. And now y'all trying to rush back? Nah, don't do that. See, if you look really, really deep into it, and if you don't want to listen to your father, listen to people. Go back and talk to some of the people, not the people from today. Oh, yeah. Matter of fact, talk to some of the people from today. But talk to their fathers and talk about all the things, all the friends that they've lost. All the situations that they found themselves in that you really don't have to deal with. And if people want to come at you because of that, then you can just show, nah, everything I have is legit. Don't get mad, get busy, get to work. My dad did it. And I'm not going to be ashamed because my dad did it. No. You still got people living off Andrew Carnegie's money. This dude's been dead for what, 100 years? Come on. The Rockefellers are still living off of, 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 of John D. Rockefeller's money. Or, or Nelson Rockefeller. I don't know who the patriarch was. But people, the Kennedys are still living off of... Uh, what was the father's name? It wasn't Jack. Jack was, was, was John F. Kennedy. But y'all know what I'm talking about. The Kennedy's still living off his money. Joseph Kennedy. That's his name. Yo, if, 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 if people make general, generational wealth... Right now, guess what? The second generation should not feel ashamed of that. So what? But don't just, if you if you can do it legitimately, keep it. Do that, man. What's all this rush to try to get back to the hood to say you struggled? If you didn't struggle, you didn't struggle. Heck, my daughter. My daughter came home to me when she went, when she went away to college, Howard University. I, I just want to shout about. She came home on a summer break before and said, Daddy, you know what? I'm privileged. She, she told me, me and her mother. It wasn't just me. She said, you know what? Man, I'm privileged. Because one of her friends came to our house, man, and, and we have a regular middle-class house. We have what uh, uh, Prince and Supreme's parents had. We just have, you know, yo, we have, me, me living in a nice middle-class suburb. We chilling. But she's, but people from her school came with her and said, oh, my God. Yeah, Ke- oh man, Keanu's house is nice. You know, they 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 have a two, you know, d- d- upstairs, downstairs, you know, they got the nice formal dining room, whatever. And it's not big. We middle class. We chilling. Bill come, we pay it. Got a little extra savings. We good. So when you come out and you try to rush back to the hood from where you are, people not buying it, bro. So I just wanted to put that out there. I know it started out people thinking that I was going to kind of trash the documentary, but now nah, I'm not going to trash the documentary. The documentary, Nas did a great job, man. Him, LL, all of those guys that were in that, you know, Irv Gotti, they they, 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 they talking about, you know, how they, how they love Supreme and stuff like that. And people have respect for him. And I get that. Hey, you know what? Yeah. I didn't know who he was back in the days until that officer got killed. But, you know, like I said, I was out in Far Rockaway. So, hey, and, and, and I was I didn't really have my ear to the streets and stuff like that. But, hey, they got respect for that man. Hey, respect that man. He he, he did what he did. But I, I had respect for him and Prince when they said, look, hey, this ain't, you know, basically this is not it. Don't just don't just like, you know, live fat. And these, these are my words. Don't live fat for seven to eight years. 
and then give up your next 33, 34 to the prison system. Or even worse, live fat for five or six or seven years and then die at 30 because of it. And don't be trying to rush back to that situation if you're young now. Yo, stand on what you got right now. Stand on what you have, man. Doesn't matter how you got it. If you got it from your parents, yo, stand on that. Hey, my dad, hey. My dad was rapping and 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 and, and touring, and, and at the beginning he was handing out demo tapes to whoever would listen, and he was and he just had to struggle to try to get out of that situation so he can put me right where I am right now. And guess what? I'm not ashamed. And if y'all got a problem with it, that's a problem that you have. I don't have a problem. You have a problem. I don't. So that's just a message to all of these young people that want to try to take the train or, 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 or hightail it back to the hood just so you can have some kind of street cred or whatever. Nah, stand on yours. Because he said that. He said, I, I, wherever I go, I'm going to stand on my... No, stand on the fact that you grew up in an eight, nine, ten, eleven thousand $11,000 square foot home where you didn't have to worry about nothing. Bill Lane Beard did it. My man said he never had to worry about money. Bill ain't been, but for all the young people that are listening, he was a basketball player back in the, in the, for the uh, bad boy Detroit Pistons. Look, he said his father was the CEO of a large conglomerate. And he'll tell you in a minute. One thing I never had to worry about growing up was money. Because we had it. We never had to worry about it. When I first got to the NBA, my father made more money than I did. It's not going to be that way now because they're signing huge contracts as soon as they get into the, into the game, their first-round draft pick. But, hey, you don't have to be ashamed of that, y'all. Bro, stand on the fact that I grew up a millionaire and or, or Michael Irvin's son, I grew up in a gated community, period. So just wanted to get that out there. Anyway, podcasts can be found on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, as well as Spotify. Please give me five stars on Apple Podcasts, as well as like, follow, share. And if you guys want to uh, subscribe, there are three subscription levels uh, listed on uh, Spotify. Uh, thank you guys for listening. Please stay tuned for the What's On My Mind segment of the show. Thanks. Stay tuned for the What's On My Mind segment of the show where I give commentary on sports, politics, religion, or whatever happens to be on my mind at the time. I thank you guys for listening and stay tuned. Okay, what's on my mind? Okay. Ladies, 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 ladies. Okay, Shannon Sharp made comments about Megan the Stay. And I was actually sent the um, the comments from a friend of mine. And I was watching it and um, I'm just saying, look, ladies, I get it. I get it. You know, maybe he said something that rubbed you the wrong way, you know. And, I mean, he said, you know, he would spread her out like a quarter to three, you know. And he got kind of graphic about the sexual things that he would do to her. And, you know, maybe he said, you know, 
he should have just said something like, you know, he would really like to, you know, maybe have a night with her or whatever, or, you know. And I know you guys think that that's different, but it's not. It's the same thing. And look, here's the deal. I'm going to preface this by saying that I would I would never say anything like that, especially on air. Now, would I probably say things around my friends? I'm neither going to confirm nor deny that. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? I, I Look, things are said when only guys are in the room that are said when only guys are in the room. You know, or friends are in the room now because now you have guys, man, that say, hey, I was triggered and they want to run out to the press if, if, if you're famous and they want to run out to the media and say, hey, we were having a private conversation and such and such famous guy said this and I thought it was really, really inappropriate. It's like, yo, you got to watch who you talk around now, but I'm going to get back to the point. Look, I know that you know, people like, uh, you know, the, the the brand that Cardi B pushed and the brand that Megan Thee Stallion is pushing, you know, with the over-sexualization of themselves and, you know, and things like that. You can't, I understand that that may be empowering and it, it is your prerogative to do that, but y'all going to have to stop telling men how to react to it. As long as they don't touch you. As long as they don't come to you to, to do, do anything inappropriate to you physically or anything like that. How people react online is how people are going to react online. You can't police how men react to basically sex. You over-sexualize yourself, other people are going to do it too. Especially men. And I understand, you know, women want to push this narrative. We don't do it for men and this, that, and the other. And then the patriarchy and stuff like that. And men have, men are narcissists. And they have this over sense of importance of how they are and stuff like that. But look, stop. Stop. You open up your legs and you start making songs called Wet Ass Pussy. You're trying to get, you're trying to get attention from men. You know, you guys can say you're doing it for yourselves or you but come on, stop. Stop. You make songs like that, and this and that that song came out years ago. But uh, I don't listen to making this diet that much. But I remember that song. You come out with the with 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 with, with, the, with the revealing things on your breasts all half out and stuff like that. Everything that you have on is showing your legs and your butt. Miss that and the other opening your legs and doing. Hey, this is the attention that you're gonna get. I just don't see Shannon Sharp saying that back in the days about MC Light. Oh, yeah, I would have uh, MC Light spread eagle or something. Like and if he did, he would say it amongst his boys. <laughs> it wasn't going to be out there like that because she wasn't putting it out there like that. She put forth her, she put forth her skills. She would wear baggy clothes and stuff like that. She was a cutie and stuff like that and all of that. That's what, I, that's what I used to say about MC Light. Man, she, man, yo, she, she a cutie, man. But I wasn't talking about, oh, man, I bend over and do all that. Nah. I don't remember anybody saying that about her. No. But if this is what you're going to put out, I, I remember people saying that about Lil' Kim. I remember saying that about Foxy Brown. I didn't... Like I said, I'm not going to confirm nor deny whether I participated or not, but I heard it. 
This is the attention that you're going to get. Sometimes you just have to realize, look, when I put this out, I have to, you have to try to, you know, have some kind of forward thinking as to, okay, what kind of response am I, am, am I going to get? Now, you're going to get some guys. Some of those guys are creeps, yeah. But y'all just gave them the avenue to be creepy. Can't get angry with that. You know, I don't think, and like I said, I, 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 I would never have said anything like that. Nah, nah, not. And he said it on the podcast. So, okay. But I don't have a problem with him saying it either. This is, this is what you put out. So this is what you're getting back. You know, you throw out a boomerang and then you, and turned your head. And then you turn, you, you got angry when, when the boomerang did what the boomerang does. It comes back and it, it and if you're in the way of it, it's going to hit you right in the back of the head if you don't catch it. This, you got the boomerang effect. You are getting back what you're putting out. Period. So, all our fans are saying, you know what? Ah, uh, you know, in light of all these new sexual allegations that came out, let me talk about the sexual allegations, man. Look, now I'm really not going to say what's true and what's not true. I don't know what's true and what's not true. No. Every single one of those allegations could be true. Every single one of them. I don't know I wasn't there. The biggest problem I have is y'all were treating that law in New York like it was a Black Friday sale and it was 11 o'clock and the store closed at 11.30. Okay, I gotta get, I gotta get my allegation in before the, before the deadline. Y'all was Black Friday at 11.30 at a store that closed at 12 o'clock. That's what y'all were doing. That's How long has that law been out? For like a year now? And now all of a sudden, right before it ends, you remember something that happened to you? All I'm saying is that a lot of people are going to say it's kind of suspect. And like I said, I'm not going to say whether it's true or not. And I'm not going to tell you how to handle your business. I'm just going to say how it looks. That's the way it looks. Black Friday. That's, I'm sorry. A lot of men, a lot of men saying it that way. A lot, a lot of men believe that. A lot of women are believing that. There are a lot of women who are being sexually assaulted right now. Who, if you look online, they are offended by this. I'm not going to go into who. I just, you know, just reading comments and stuff like that on on, on, on certain articles. If, 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 if you read articles about how many women, uh, you know, put forth allegations right before the end of the law, read the comments. A lot of people in the comments are saying this is offensive to women who their words, not mine, who are really sexually assaulted. Like I said, I'm not going to speak guilt to innocence. I don't know what really happened. I wasn't there. But these are their words, not mine. So anybody who wants to come out and say, well, uh, uh, Shannon Sharp, in light of all of these allegations, he shouldn't say anything like that. No, Shannon Sharp reacted to what Megan, Megan Thee Stallion put out. She put out this over-sexualization of herself. So you can't get angry because men are starting to over-sexualize you. You know, you ask some guys, man, this is going to look. And it's like, oh, wow, yeah, oh, man, yo. She looked good in that outfit right there. And gonna keep it, keep it moving, keep it pushing. But when you do, you can't get mad if dudes start to sound a little 
what you consider to be creepy. Like I said, it, it, the reason it doesn't seem creepy to me because I'm a man. I've heard these comments before. Some of these comments are new to some of y'all. It's not new to me. I, I never heard. I never heard. I would have her spread like a quarter to three. That's some country stuff. That if you listen to Shannon Sharp, Shannon Sharp come up, come up with these with these things, and that's just him. Now, I never heard that. Actually, it's a pretty good one. But I mean, uh, you know. But you can't. I've never heard anything like that. But I heard them a lot. I heard comments like this all my life. Older men, younger men, whatever. So it didn't really come as a shock to me. All I'm saying is that, look, if you're going to put out this kind of energy, expect the same kind of energy in return. That's it. That's, you know, I'm, 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 I can't say it clear, clear. I can't say it more clear than that. And one last thing before I, before I end this segment. Megan Thee Stallion hasn't made a comment yet. So it's just all of people, all of her fans and a lot of other people who are saying, you know what, uh, you know, he has to uh, give an apology and, 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 and he shouldn't be talking this way about women. I'm saying he's not talking about way about women. He's talking about this particular woman. I don't see people watching Jeopardy saying, oh, my God, I would bend her over like a nah. You know, and the reason I say Jeopardy is because I made a, made an episode earlier about a woman on Jeopardy that I found really, really attractive. And I was saying, I was like, wow, you know what? I'm pretty sure somebody can wife her. Now, I don't know. I'm pretty sure people can wife her up and they don't have to worry about all this craziness that they're talking about. If y'all want to listen to, uh, you know, it, it is in a prior episode. But hey, that's. I don't see him talking that way about her. He's talking about this particular woman. He does. He's not talking about women. He's talking about that particular woman because that's the energy that she put out. So do I think it was sexual harassment? I don't think so. But other people are going to have different opinions, but I'm going to stand 10 toes down. I don't think that was sexual harassment at all. I don't I, 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 I don't think so. So everybody wants to come at him now and one more thing and I'll end it right here he did issue an apology but he, he issued that celebrity apology hey if Megan Thee Stallion was offended in any way I apologize for offending her he, he that, that's what he issued but anyway uh I take that actually with a grain of salt because I really don't think he's sorry that he said it he's just a sorry he's just sorry if she's offended anyway that's just all about you guys let me know what you think